0: Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well... You know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it? Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alex Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Yes, uh, so proudly here on Alex Garrett Podcasting that uh, sure enough, I wandered into a first date. Let, let me get this right for you. I crashed a first date. This past Sunday. Uh, I, I've decided to just tell my stories as they happen. Because they are some funny stuff. Um, but yeah. I, have you ever gone to an outdoor diner? Especially this summer. And literally two people are on a date. But you don't know who else to sit with. And they seem friendly. So you're like why, why not? Well of course. It all started because. An, an older guy. Um, very nice guy by the way. He lives in downtown Manhattan. Was on with this really looking girl she's smart she actually graduated from Notre Dame graduate school alright so that's a start um but turns out she was there waiting on a date and I assumed that I knew that was possible because um, it's a nice Sunday why not didn't realize it was a first date until uh the guy comes back and literally there were four people at a first date two the actual first daters and me and this other guy who's been around the city for years. Why do I mention this? Because I really don't know where this shoe, where this rollerblade takes me, but man, oh man, everywhere I go, it is fun. And also I believe that first dates are not meant to be traditional anymore. I think if you're in the elements of outdoor dining, if you're in the elements period, uh, that tests a good connection right away. Like I was either party upset that other people are there or they all just hanging out. If they're all just hanging out, but I think there's a better probability that um, that the people might actually get along better because one's not saying, "Oh, we should be alone." They just agree, "Yeah, this is what's happening." So I'm not recommending you be in the elements, but if you do find yourself in it, and maybe guys on rollerblades crash your first date, just flow with it and, and get to know people. You know, I think that's partly what needs to happen as we recover from COVID and this COVID crisis. So that was my little story. That's what I'm proud of. I'm proud not so much to crash first dates. Uh, I'm just proud to just go wherever the scene is and seeing what happens, seeing who I get to meet. So I I do wish the best for those two, uh, as I'm I'm sure more, hopefully more, will uh, be coming for them in the next week's days. I I imagine a first date, though, and two other people are there. I, I never thought, um, that would be a thing. But with the outdoor dining, that's elemental right there. That's an element um, that that is impacting the dating world. I truly believe it. Because you got people rolling along the street, walking along the street that might just pop into that outdoor dining space. And if they don't know where to sit, maybe they do plop right next to you in, in a very nonchalant or very awkward way. I don't know. Um, it just kind of what I was... Up to before work yesterday, so that, that was interesting. Also tonight, I'm going to get into the Jets and why I still will support football, even though some of the antics I'm seeing, I'm not happy with. But I'll get to that in a second. I do want to first say, and this is partly why I was not on the air the last couple of days because we were planning this as a family to say goodbye to my aunt Marianne Furman. I mean, this is um. This was tragic. She was a fighter against cancer, and she has now passed away at the age of seventy. And I wanted to say on this podcast, we love you, Marianne. Your spirit, your soul, you are amazing, and you are with us. Unfortunately, not in the physical, but in the emotional and the spiritual, you are here. And so I want to spend a couple of minutes on that. She always, along with Uncle Dave, welcomed us into their home with welcome arms and loving. Uh, just a, an air of love about them every time. And uh, Uncle Day, we love you too. And we know you are going to be strong through this. And we are all here to support you. And actually, I lied. I'm not really going about the Jets. Because that lockdown, that uh, locker room conversation, can wait another day. I'll talk about it tomorrow because I am disgusted. But I think it's funny at the same time as they're in the locker room for the National Anthem. Seemingly... Uh seems like the Jets and the Giants left their playbook in the locker room, too. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny, right? I mean, <laughs> stay in the locker room for the anthem. Might as well leave the playbook there, too. Getting walloped, uh, Jets did early on in the first half. Kind of trying to come back. Didn't really work. And the Giants tonight struggled again. They were up by, you know, they were up. And then by the end of the first half, they were down, and that was it. And the, the Steelers and Roethlisberger... Win game one. And the Giants are 0 1 in the permanent Daniel Jones era. We'll have to see that how that goes. Um, I did wear a Daniel Jones jersey even in the last few minutes just because I need to get a picture of me Manning and the now Jones, the new era. I'm still wearing giant jerseys. Call me a 28 year old man child. I don't care. I love wearing sports gear. I even sent my friend Nick Finch, who's actually listening in tonight. Uh, on on the um, on the phone, I sent him a, a dolphin jersey. Nick, why don't you jump in? Did you get that dolphin jersey? By the way, you're on the air with me now, Nick. <laughs> Change of plans. He might be busy, um, but no, I, I sent my friend Nick uh, a jersey. It was a Tua jersey, as a matter of fact. And uh, I hope I hope it got to him well and wearing it well into his first season as a um, as a dolphin. That being said, I I also am trying to get away from being that quote unquote man child, that kid. I'm trying to. And tonight was a big first step, right? So sometimes at these funerals, I tend to be more of a you'll get through this. We She was. We loved her. We loved him. He will be missed. We are with you. But, but today I did something different. And this is what I'm trying to try to do more often. Even people who may not agree with me. I'm ready to open a line of communication that maybe I haven't before. A line of communication that says, you know what? I'm not going to be that little kid on a rollerblade trying to inspire the world. I'm going to be a man who says, well, you know what? If you need something, I'm here for you. If you want to vent, I'm here for you. If you want to catch up about things, I'm here for you. Maybe I haven't been about that. Maybe I've just been stating opinion and that's it. Maybe that is what was missing in this pod to begin with. Maybe you do feel, if you listen sometimes, and I'm lecturing you, and not really trying to have an open dialogue. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. But tonight I literally put on my quote-unquote big boy pants. I said, Uncle but I love you. I'm here for you. And if you re- need anything, reach out. And I'm going to say that here too. Because I'm done being the tiny Tim that says God bless us, everyone. And that's kind of where that story ends, I hate to tell you. That is where the story of Tiny Tim and the Christmas Carol ends. I love Tiny Tim. I believe in inspiring like he did. But now I think it's time to take action. I think it's time to stop being that spirit of a little kid trying to get everybody happy and all that. And just be someone who says, I'm here for you. Let's take on these battles together, man or woman. Let's take on everything together. Let's take on the world together. Where's that conversation going? Or where has that been? The, we're going to take on the world together. Whether we disagree or agree, we have to do it. So I keep telling my email. I'm serious. Open line of communication. Alex.G-A-R-R-E-T-T 21 at Yahoo.com. And I'm about to expose myself. because I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Alex.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. My DMs are open at AlexG in NYC on Insta and Twitter. Message me. If we agree, great. If we don't, so be it. We can still talk. But I, I'm getting a bit tired of seeing people who only jump on my threads when they literally disagree with me. And maybe they are right that I'm also not doing my part in facilitating the conversation and being more combative than saying yeah you know what I hear you out but let's continue the conversation more I'd like to say uh, well I didn't like I don't want to say it but I'll admit I think I should admit I am a post and runner meaning I post my thoughts and I run and I do come back harder like 20 times harder because sometimes I feel like that's needed but if you really want to be inside my brain on all of this, if you really want to know where I come, f- come at, different perspectives, then just reach out. Holy shoot, just reach out. I'm here, and I'll reach out to you too. It's time we start confronting the issues, not posting and running. It's time I say, you know, I'm not going to be that 28-year-old man child who thinks the world has to agree with him or thinks that he's doing enough to maintain an open line of communication. I will open the line of communication. That's the reality I need to face, is how to better open it. This is a podcast. You communicate on a podcast. You communicate on social media. You communicate with each other no matter what. It's so easy. Nick Finch and I, Nick's on the line with me. So he and I just hang out. We talk a lot. Well, don't hang out because he's up in upstate New York and I'm downstate, but that's okay. We'll link up and hang out soon enough. One of these years. Um, but we have that line of communication. My friend Keenan has that line of communication. Danny, all of them. I want more. <laughs> I want us to take on the world together whether we agree or disagree. And I think the first step in that, and I also mean that in family life too, I think I need to do a better job. And you feel like you have to, but if you, if you do a better job in telling your family, hey, I'm here for you, I think that changes a lot. I think we've gone past the not entitled, but the assumed idea we're always there for each other. We have to tell each other we're there for each other. Because it's more and more evident every day people don't tell each other they're there for them. But they need to hear that. They should hear that. They deserve to hear that people have them in their corner no matter what. So, and I'm one of the first people in people's corners no matter what, and I want to stay there, but... I realize I have to invite it more. I have to be an open line of communication. Not assume that people think I am, but truly become it. I think that's why I have an issue with these. Um, Locker room uh, for the National Anthem. (laughs) There's no communication. There's just, we're going to stay in there and that's it. As I say, I think the playbooks for the Giants and Jets stayed there, too. I don't know if the Giants were in the locker room, but the Giants, the Jets were. A New York team was, and I think if you know what New York's gone through, you you could shake your head reasonably at that. So let's not run into the locker room when our national anthem is in. Let's stay on the field, and let's work on this together. Let's have that open line of communication that's the only way we can salvage New York, America, <laughs> the world. The world. That's how we salvage the world. An open line of communication. Which the world continues to show we don't have. On any side. Even in family. So let's just be honest. And say... And Nick's got to go. That's cool. Uh, Love you, brother. Be well. We'll do a podcast soon. But let's cut all of it out. And say. I'm here for you. Communicate. Come out of the corners. I've said that before. I mean it again. And I also think this applies to family matters. Tell your family you love them. Tell them. You're going to be there for them. Let them know. And if you let them know, I think your world will be much brighter because instead of wondering why nobody's talking to you, boom, you'll get that line of communication open for good. And personally, I won't have to feel like I'm just a kid trying to get everybody inspired and no one wants to talk to me. I'll feel like I'm doing something about this. I want to do something about it. The disconnect we have and I think it's deeper than going on a podcast to talk about it it's reaching out, it's putting the email, it's putting the Instagram and Twitter out there, it's saying my line of communication is open guys, let's talk you agree with what I say, great, if you disagree find out why, let's talk it out And and most importantly Let's, if we're going to sit in our locker room and not go out for the anthem, let's think about unity for a minute. Let's think that unity should also include honoring those killed in the line of duty, uh, denouncing those who yell outside the hospital, they must die, or they hope, we hope you die, to the deputies, the cops in Compton, California. Unity is calling out wrong on all sides and mourning the losses on all sides. And that's where the dis- that's where the whole divisiveness is. Because those who say we're disunified and we're divisive are using divisive tactics. By saying unity, you're not showing the unity. You're showing it for one side and demeaning the other. And I'm tired of that too. When you put the slogan, BLM on the field, on the diamond, on the court. You don't want to hear this, but you take a side. You take a side, and that's not unity. Unity is honoring everything and everyone, calling out all evil, as my friend Crystal Oliva said, calling out all evil. is what we need to do. It's what these NFLers need to do. And if if these blowouts in the NFL happen because a team wasn't focused on the game, but more how do we plan this reaction, that's not good either. That's not good either. Because, firstly, uh, your fans want to see you win and focus on winning. Let alone the booing that happened in Kansas City. They want to see you win but they also do want to see you honor all sides and you're not doing it right now. And you're leaving the locker room. Uh, you're leaving your locker rooms without the playbook. And I hate to say without your dignity, but it's kind of true. So let's not let it leave anything on the table. Let's not leave the playbook on the table. Let's bring it all with us. But together, let's open up together. One day at a time. God bless you. Thanks for letting me talk for a bit. And let's not skirt the issue, but tackle it head on. Let's not say someone, hey, I'll be there for you. And not be there for them. Be there for them. That's the only way we move forward as a country. And to top it all off, one of the other conversations I've been having recently is Pluto is still a planet. And a lot of this, I believe, is Pluto's revenge for being called a dwarf planet. Because they deserve to be that ninth planet. No doubt about it. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Alex Garrett. Be a doer, not a sayer.